0: Clive, Ntoza bantu Ramatibela from uh, Good Morning Clive. Good
1: morning to you, Sukira, and to the listeners as well.
0: Leicester City, your beauty. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Uh, it is. Uh, well, all I can say is that I'm happy it's Leicester and not Tottenham. But let's leave it right there. Um, Thank you. <laughs> the emerging market equities uh, fell for a third day, and uh, that, of course, on the back of disappointing Chinese manufacturing data, Clive, and uh, that also added to concerns of global growth um, and that, uh, that global growth is losing momentum still.
1: Well, we've known this from the beginning of the year, and I think that the Chinese numbers are just a confirmation to show that how difficult it is uh, for the equity to perform very positively on a consistent mo- momentum this time around. That's what we're looking at. And if you look at those numbers, there's nothing really impressive. By the way, if it was in any other year, uh, we would look at these numbers and say, you know what, they're actually quite good. The, qu- the, the problem is that we've been used to such good news, like, you out know, of China, in terms of exports uh, and, and in terms of uh, uh, the PMI numbers, that we are we are looking at this now we say, well, you know, t- how do they do better from here? Uh, firstly, we know that GDP is already slowed down. Secondly, we know the fact that they're starting to um, uh, uh, close banks with their investment-led economy. And then also we know that sentiment has returned back into the emerging markets. And China is obviously a far more developed uh, country than, than the emerging market uh, space. So what is taking place is because of the ne- negativity in China, these emerging markets are now starting to doubt that these numbers will ever turn around and look positive. And so you would have heard a lot of people are saying that China is fueling the negative sentiment around the equity market because it's not, co- it's not consuming or it's not... Uh doing what it used to do before in the past, where we saw them actually consuming and stabilizing and even influencing growth in some of these emerging markets. With them now slowing down, it means those emerging markets will also take a little bit of a nosedive. And we saw that because we saw the Chinese shares that were traded in Hong Kong, they took a loss. Uh, earlier so this morning, developing nation equities. Many markets across the Asia reopened obviously after the holiday yesterday, but it was a very tough opening. The Shanghai Composite Index climbed a little bit in the beginning, but then started to slide again as well uh, towards midday. And Malaysian Ringgit, as well as a currency, also dropped by nearly a uh, quarter of a percent. So all these things are not necessarily great uh, for the emerging market space.
0: And of course then, um, the Australian Central Bank unexpectedly cutting interest rates. And what's been the effect of that, Clive? You know, what we, what we
1: were looking at, second, I and mean, I was trying to actually uh, find out the the actual companies specifically the mining houses in, uh, in, in Australia, how they're going to respond. Uh, the, uh, the Asian stock held, but Australia's currency slid by 1% versus the greenback, which is uh, our, our dollars. Um, and the Bank of Australia cut its uh, rate. Uh, the reason behind it, as it was explained by the uh, central governor, is that They are trying to stimulate a bit more of an economic uh, participation, specifically in the middle to upper class uh, 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 LSM. So, uh, if you look at, for example, uh, what they tried, what they after after they did, what happened in the actual market themselves, they actually started to pick up slightly because it was a shock. Nobody had expected uh, them to do this at this particular moment. April manufacturing data released this week. Uh, So we will have a look how that impacts on on this new currency or rather this new cut. We also want to have a look at you know, how and later on the South African JSE uh, uh, Stock Exchange will actually uh, respond to that particular news. But we're into May doldrums, that's what they call them, uh, where people are starting to reconsider portfolios and will probably not do much. So we're asking the question, was it a good idea to do it now or could have they waited? Or are they anticipating that in June when the Fed meets again, that that, that hike will probably happen then? So. Maybe that prepared themselves for that, and that's why they've taken the decision right now to cut down.
0: Interesting times. And then gold advanced above uh, $1,300 an ounce for the first time since January 2015 on speculation, of yes. course, that central banks from the U.S. to Europe uh, will actually maintain those low interest rates, Clive. And that seems yes. to be spurring dem- uh, demand for the uh, metal here.
1: It's interesting. Investors... Have flooded back into these precious metals this year as risk and global economic prompts the Fed uh, last time to signal it would have a slower approach uh, to further interest rate increases, and that obviously weakened the dollar. Uh, I, I think we believe that uh, uh, there's a lot of things that are, are right for precious metals right now, a low interest rate environment, the up, interest rate expectations backing down again, and uh, also we have a weaker dollar. So all these things. Uh, are something that supports uh, these metals to come back and, and look strong again. The question for me, Sakina, I think we need to ask is, what are the mining companies going to do? Uh, because we know that they've shed a lot of jobs, they've cut down on a lot of expenditure. Are they going to go back now? Are they going to spend again? Are they going to reinvest? Are they going to hire more people? Because the metals are now starting to look stronger. They're coming back. The resources sectors are coming back. Are we going to see more hiring? And, and that's always the test, you know. And uh, we don't see that rapid return uh, mostly, Sakina. And when the companies now have cut down and when things look positive, do they go back now and, and rehire again and take those people back in? That's the question that we need to ask. Are they going to increase salaries? I know because last week I was sitting in a pre-bargaining um, uh, for the Metals Industries Bargaining Council. And a lot of people are worried. Are they going to be increasing because of all these food? Uh, 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 There's food inflation, and everybody's talking about the food prices. When things are good now, it's time to see if these companies have the best uh, interests of their people at heart. Will they hire again? Will they increase uh, their salaries? That is the question.
0: Are you willing to put money on it?
1: Second, so, you know, I've. <laughs> I'm not going to put anybody
0: on because I'm getting it I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Well, thank you so much. I'll speak to you again tomorrow, our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramati Ramatibela. You're listening to AM Live with Sakina, Kamwendo, Sakina Kamwendo. Kamwendo, your platform to turn issues of national interest into matters of personal importance.